welcome to episode five of Epilogues and Epiphanies, a show where we'll explore questions about life, the universe, and being human through the lens of TV and film. I'm your host, Lindsay McPherson. I know that Starbucks and some of you have already declared it to be Christmas time. You do you. But here on today's show, it is still fall. And this is the third and final installment of our Gilmore Girls fall series. We will be discussing the season one finale episode. And this has been such a fun experiment revisiting one of my favorite shows with some of my favorite people. So I hope that you guys have enjoyed revisiting Stars Hollow with me. And with that, here is episode five, The Mystique with Katie Booth. Katie, thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Excited to be here. Super excited. Whoever listens to this may not know you. They probably do. Um, let's be real. My mom, my mom said she was gonna listen to it. So I'm just gonna talk like my mom's listening to it. We're I don't think I don't think my mom's met you. So perfect. Well, hi, Lindsay's mom and Katie Booth. <laughs> <laughs> uh so I think in terms of, you know, yeah, the introduction, um, how we know each other. We met through work. Um, so we've known each other for about five plus years. What should my mom know about you? What should your mom know? So uh, the if you want to, I, I thought maybe I should give you all the boxes you could check off and put me in um, and, and just in a, in a quick run. So Myers-Briggs, I'm an ESTJ. Enneagram, mm-hmm. I'm a one wing two. Finder, my top five are achiever, learner, input, intellection, and responsibility. So if that tells anybody anything, if anybody's familiar with any of those things, you're like, okay, I got, you know, a little bit of that. I can connect on some level. Um, and then I also, you know, want to note that uh, whether whether on purpose or not, or intentionally or not, Lindsay has been my non-official counselor that calls me out on all my junk for at least the last year. Well, okay. <laughs> I hope it's more... Um supportive than that sound oh it's it's wanted it's fine but it's certainly like mm, i don't know how that i don't know if that's healthy that might not be the best idea just, you got there katie i just love you and <laughs> get concerned sometimes mm-hmm. um mainly yep. because uh most of those things you just listed off obviously a one the i think i didn't know that we have three of the same five top strengths um which is hilarious it makes sense Um, it makes sense (laughs) um so a lot of it is like hey i i know what's underneath of that sometimes Mm -hmm. like our heads work the same way our heads work the same and i'm just like not in that same moment you're in and i'm like uh hey can i help you can i can i help you out of this i hope it's been more that than like (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah it's been good it's been good Okay. Uh, fun facts and just, you know, info. Uh, I don't know this. I, I was just in a meeting the other day where everybody had to share fun facts and everybody went around and said, you know, I'm married and I have so many kids. That's not a fun fact to me. That's just like reality. That is what it right. is. I right. love my family. They're not a fun fact, but just to tell you about them, um, I'm married to Josh and we've been married for, uh, 12 years almost. Um, we have three kids. Keely's eight, Milo's two and a half and Max is our new guy. He's four months old. Um, cooler fun facts here's like this is these are the these are my claims to fame that make me i don't know relevant in some way to someone uh 
I mentioned one already. My husband was in a hardcore band for a long time and not for this podcast, but maybe for another time. I I have a we have a fun uh, like origin story of how I met him because it all centers around wearing a band T-shirt of a band that go. we both mutually liked. That's and we your were meat strangers. Too. Yeah, that's it. And MySpace is involved. And um, it's pretty great. It's a pretty good one. Um, we got married in jeans. That's our other claim to fame and got married the same day I graduated from college. So I graduated in the morning, drove home. We got married that night. God bless. Booths just do things a little off. We just do things a little weird. And all at once. Yeah. Yeah. And also like a thousand things at the same time. Um, those are some, those are some fun facts. Those are the things that make me maybe a little bit cool. I think that make you pretty cool. Um, what I love about the, even just like talking about the two of us and the boxes we fit in and the boxes we don't fit in is like, you just said a whole bunch of things that we have very much in common. And then followed by a whole bunch of things where very different. What I love about, you know, talking about things like personality typing and different stuff like that is, yeah, you've got things in common, but everybody is different. And just because you're, you know, whatever label people want to put on you. Yeah. Doesn't mean they know all the things and doesn't mean you're just the same as everybody. So yep, for sure. For sure. I, I loved how it was like, yep, yep, yep. Whoa. <laughs> like, <laughs> so today you're joining me for the last episode of the Gilmore Girls series. Also, it is the last episode of season one, episode 21, Love, Daisies, and Troubadours. So this one is... Well, I'll let you give the synopsis. What's the, what's your quick summary of what, what happens in this episode? Yeah, what happens in this episode? So the quick and dirty. Um, Max and Lorelai recently gotten back together, kind of, or trying to be back together. There's a lot of what ifs. Rory's in a weird spot about her breakup with Dean and not telling him how she feels. And so she does a bunch of dumb and awkward stuff to try to talk to him. It gets real cringy, um, <laughs> painfully cringy. Uh, Tristan invites Roy to a concert. She turns him down. He tells everyone she's going, ticks off Paris and crew. That guy's the worst. Uh, Rachel's looking for Luke, but he's avoiding her and spending time fixing things at Lorelai's house. And uh, the, you know, kind of the fun narrative is the troubadour piece, which is that there's a second town troubadour who's moved in. He's trying to like hold down a spot in town square with his whistling act. Um, so the other guy just takes him to town meeting, like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to settle this. Um, yeah. And then resolution wise, you know, ultimately Rachel leaves. She tells Luke that he's in love with Lorelai. Luke and Max have an awkward showdown. That one's real fun. Um, yeah. Max makes some of those same comments and conclusions to Lorelai about Luke. And then in the midst of a fight fight, Max asks Lorelai to marry him. Um, and then later asks again with a lot of daisies and Roy and Dean end up, to, you know, she ends up telling Dean how she feels and they get back together. So that is the sum it up in just about a minute. Did you watch this show when it first came out or were you like a later adopter? Yes. I don't know if I watched it when it was actually airing, but um, I, I don't think I watched it like full all the way through until a long time later. Also, I think your perspective changes a lot. This is something everyone has said. The thing that I keep thinking about is, uh, I know we're only in season one, so we don't even really have teams to talk about yet. My whole life I've been team Jess until I had a daughter and then I, I am team none of them. Well, I don't, that's fair. 
I don't like any of them. Do teams exist on the Lorelai side? I mean, did people ever even argue other than Luke? I kind of forget Max was in the show, <laughs> which is probably not cool. Um, but it's it's yeah, Luke. he's a big I deal mean, in this one. It's Luke. Luke. It's Luke all the way through. It has to be. Let's get into the the actual episode here, which kicks off with Luke. Um, we don't know it's Luke, but we hear hammering outside and she's waking up and he's just randomly at her house fixing stuff because why wouldn't he be right right luke is the cold open and then we you know we go to michelle who can't be bothered to answer the phone again (laughs) right for a different reason this time uh not because people are stupid but because he has a metaphysical angst called ennui i remember like being like 12 and like telling people I had on we. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and people are like, who is this kid and why? Yep. I like the storyline of Suki thinking that she has everything that that <laughs> she hears everybody else has. And so, you know, she is by association also in this state of ennui and doesn't know how to function. Until until Max and Lorelai are a little gross on the phone. Because they're like teenage gringy as adults. Um, and then, yeah, and then Suki breaks out of her ennui whenever Lorelai asks her what the opposite of ennui is. It's off-we. I'm cured. <laughs> That's it. That's all it took. Like you said, Rory's in such a weird, weird place. She's in her body this episode. She's just kind of floating around being really strange. Yeah. She finds the breakup box. Lorelai's apologizing and rambling and rambling. And then she kind of goes through it. And then I love Lane. Because they're walking around town and clearly Rory's decided she's it's worth it. She wants to at least try to talk to Dean because they broke up and haven't really talked. And they broke up because Rory couldn't say I love you or wouldn't either way. Yep. You know, so she's gone through the box and then she's deciding if she's going to go into doses with Lane. And Lane is just so, so much energy where Rory is like, it's all inside Lane is, it is all on the outside. And she's like, oh my gosh, you're getting back together. And she's just like so pumped for her. And I just feel like we all need a Lane. Just a hype friend. Just a hype friend who's just like here for whatever the ride is. Just showed up. She is so that. Like she's got her own stuff and her own interests and everything, but she is like all in on whatever is going on with her friend too. And I just thought that was like the best. I like that interaction in Dozies too. Like I just think it's a, funny exchange of like you know that she thinks she's getting dean or that you know that taylor's going to get dean and then he brings back that other kid and she doesn't know him from anybody so she just asked him if he likes being a bag boy <laughs> or checkout boy pretty quick on her um, feet yeah she is pretty quick on her feet um yeah asked if she if he what if he uh, enjoys being a box boy as a profession and then when he says no she said okay i'll just cross that off my list then yeah after Taylor accused her of, well, you yeah. look like a shoplifter. Yeah. I also like the exchange that happens right after that because, you know, she goes in there because it's Thursday afternoon and that Dean's supposed to be in there on Thursday afternoon. A Thursday her, afternoon girl. Her assumption that he must have met one of those Thursday afternoon girls. Um, that's, that is, I, I wrote that down as one of my LOLs. I laughed at that one. That one was so funny. She's like really escalates the whole thing because he's not working on a Thursday afternoon. 
yeah i also like then the exchange where she says taylor thinks i'm casing the place like i would ever shoplift and like the story of her and dean and like the initial is that she did shoplift at dozies um you know when she just left so i i like that whole that whole exchange was one of my favorites the scene ends and they're walking on and then the troubadour is playing and i was like i would like my own mood troubadour please like just <laughs> he's just great and then and obviously we see the little whistling guy and you're just like what why this <laughs> guy was this like guy? a whole vibe and then right. this other long-haired whistly guy is just like doing his own thing like 10 feet away from him yeah clearly trying to move in on his face right it was weird yep what's that guy's angle very yep. strange and then tristan mm, tristan i yeah he's a he's hard to ever like if he wasn't so darn cute I don't think anyone would even. No one is team Tristan. That's for sure. So he invites Rory to the concert and she turns him down because she just has no interest in going on a date with Tristan. But he just turns around and acts like she's going and tells Paris and Louise and Madeline. And they just then they're just mad at her. So that's those are the, the best three people to be mad at you at Chilton. So, yeah, it's I, Tristan is very frustrating because i don't know he just feels like this the quintessential like toxic entitled guy he's mad like he gets emotional he gets mad that he can't just have what he wants and just taunt her into going out with him mm -hmm. and then basically wrecks her personal life because he's determined he's gonna get what he wants yeah and and, and he just like throws fits about it like yeah we're not there at the end yet but like at the end when they have this argument again he just like takes her books and i'm like I mean, yeah. I know they're, you know, and they're in high school, right? In the show, but like, it still felt very like, mm -hmm. well, I'll just take my like, ball I mean, and go home <laughs> kind yeah. of a reaction. Yeah, a little bit intimidating yeah. too, though. I'm not going to let you go on with your day until you do what I want. Right. Yeah. It's gross. Just gross. And then we, we transition. I feel like there's a lot of someone versus someone in this episode. There's so much relational movement, like in this whole thing. It's all like... You know, yeah, it's just all these like who's talking about who and who's with who and who's actually having conversations and who's avoiding conversations through the whole thing. No one's talking to the people they're actually having the issue with. No, not at all. I felt so awkward when Rachel is talking to Lorelai about, have you seen Luke? And then Lorelai has to play it off like, oh, yeah, it's my bad, you know, because she doesn't want it to come off like Luke doesn't want to be around her. Because she's right. trying to not throw her friend under the bus. But it's just so awkward. Yeah. Yeah. And like Rachel's not bad. Like, you know, that's a hard one. Because, but again, you, I feel like you're always pulling for the Luke and Lorelai thing. So I also need her to get out of the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> like it's kind of both. Um, but yeah, that is, it's awkward uh, for them to have that conversation. And, and it just, it starts to get really clear. Like, oh, there's something going on here. Mm -hmm. Which their whole exchange later where like Luke tries to, pin it on her about why she's leaving is yeah is i mean it, it all makes sense but that one's hard to you know it's hard to watch too just because yeah. like it very clearly is him that's been avoiding but like he just pins it back on her mm -hmm. yeah luke luke has a lot of luke is a really good person but he has a lot of like introspective like self-awareness work to do like he will take care of people all day long but he has no idea what's going on with himself <laughs> at yeah. all. Um, 
he's he's like just randomly in her house when she goes home when Lorelai goes home and she almost kills him um yes. which because he he breaks in yeah. he breaks the back door lock so then he says he has to fix the back door lock but it's only broken because he broke into the house then they get into this conversation he's just like yeah I don't know I think I'm just a loner and you know he really goes off on this kind of tangent about you know it's not the fantasy I had um you know because he was kind of pining for Rachel uh before she came back we're told Mm -hmm. I think that was something that really stuck out to me was a lot of times we can have ideas about things like even if it's not people it could be like situations or it can be relationships um but just getting stuck in this image that we think it's going to be and kind of lamenting that something's not that when nothing was ever going to be that and missing out on what's actually happening whether that's oh someday I want to live you know here and then I'll be happy and then it'll be great and my life will be perfect like or you know whatever relationship whatever the thing is and I just thought that was really interesting that he seems like he can have self-awareness when someone asks him questions and makes him sit down but yeah, it's it, through the whole show. I mean, all seasons until, you know, they end until they're together. I, I feel like Luke and Lorelai always are like helping to level each other and to help like ask the hard questions in each other's relationships with other people. But like they can't. Yeah. Somehow they can't turn it around to figure it out for themselves. Yeah. Um, Constantly. So like she asks him really good questions about and, and, and says about like how great Rachel is and like mm-hmm. if this is the worst thing about her. Then maybe she's really just great mm-hmm. um you know and, and as much as they you know we know they should just be together like they do try to like help each other just be happy yeah because I don't think they fully know no she for sure doesn't know he kind of doesn't know but yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we're back to Rory being the most <laughs> awkward ever I love this exchange though oh it's like <laughs> I knew it was coming and I hate this scene I hate this scene And it's Rory. Okay. Another thing. Basically Rory is, she goes to Dean's house and his little sister answers the door who she's never met. Right. What kind of relationship do these children have? Because they're children. Um, that they've never met. Like the family, he's met her family. Like Dean's got a very weird dynamic upon the rewatch. I'm like, flags red flags all over the there place. were a lot of them there were yep. so many there were a lot um of them. yeah they've never met the family and then she like doesn't know what to do and so she says she's a girl scout and it's yeah. like and the little girl's like oh cool great where's your uniform and also like why don't you have cookies um yep. she's like well we wanted to better relate to the everyman which is just so weird um she's like pretended to be in so many weird scenarios already in this episode just trying to talk to Dean and then the little sister freaks out and just like kind of starts crying but does she not seem like too old to just like start crying that way just standing there Mm, it felt forced to me yeah how old is she do they I don't know she just looked I mean they're 16 so I mean I have an eight-year-old my eight-year-old is more emotional than most (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she could cry on the spot like that because a cookie fell on the floor and broke in half. So well, that's different. There were no, that cookies. is different. So I don't know. Yeah. This one was a little bit forced, but I, I just like how she tries to go at her. Like 
to like make her comfortable. Like you're a pretty girl. She gets yeah. creepy. She gets, she gets so like creepy. weird. She doesn't yes. fix it. No, she doesn't fix it at all. And uh, and then she gets into the whole, you know, does he have her or did he have the you know, has or had the pictures, um, and tries to make her clarify and oh my gosh, and then she ends up just running away. <laughs> yeah, so she's like, oh wait, I know you. Like you're the girl in the pictures. He had a lot. Is it has or had? Like she gets real. Like I need to know. Are there still pictures? Mm -hmm. This little girl doesn't know who you are. Mm -mm. No, this poor girl is traumatized by the person at your front door. So, and then the runaway is just is just cringy. <laughs> um, a grown person just running down the street because I did something weird. Yep, yep. Ugh. I do have a. I do. You know, one of the, you know one of the things is like you know where do you see yourself in this episode? I have one awkward runaway story. Um, and it's it's less cringy than this. It's more embarrassing than it is cringy. But um, this was a like, oh, man, this is how that looked. Like watching Rory do this. I'm like, oh. so um, and Josh loves to tell this story. So I feel like I can absolutely tell it when I Josh and I started dating um, when I was in I was a senior in high school. And so so that's the age. Right. So I'm even a little older than Rory. And um, I was at his house and it had been snowing and I was leaving his house and I was walking down the steps to go to my car and the steps were icy and I slipped and fell and I got so embarrassed about slipping and falling that I just got up and like took off like Napoleon Dynamite style, like running to my car. <laughs> it's like early dating relationship. Like, yeah, you're like, don't look at me. Like, please don't look at me. Just... And Josh was like on the steps the whole time. Like, are you okay? And I just didn't acknowledge. It <laughs> just ran to the car and drove away. And so when I watch this episode and I watch Rory, Rory get to that point where she's like, I just have to like run away. I just need to awkwardly run away. I'm like, I feel it. I feel you. So there's my, that's my awkward runaway story. I don't know what else to do in this scenario, but run. Oh my gosh. I uh, have town hall, dorsal fins and cucamonga. <laughs> For some reason, Taylor, Taylor's very anti-everything. Taylor um, hates everything. He does. So, like, she's coming in with Max and she's bringing food and she knows there's a rule about food. And then she just confuses Taylor and then he moves on by saying dorsal fins and cucamonga when he asks, what is this? And then, you know, the troubadour is there and he's got to plead his case. And... You've seen him, Taylor, with his guitar and the face Taylor makes when they say guitar. Why does he hate guitar? What is, what is, what did someone with a guitar do to Taylor? Because mm -hmm. he's like, oh, that was scum. Like his face yeah. is just disgusted with, with guitar people. And when they say he stands on the corner and, and Luke yells out, he loiters on the corner. Oh my and, gosh. Luke and Taylor is... says, we are the same. <laughs> uh and what a what a scary thought that is for Luke that yeah. him and Taylor might have something in common but they both have they, mutual hatred for the troubadour. <laughs> they do have some things in common sometimes and I I feel like if I was Luke I would just be strongly reevaluating at every turn. Yeah. Because yeah. Taylor is a Taylor is a a very fun TV character but man if he existed in the world poof that would be difficult yeah. to navigate i love that the they like bust the other troubadour because he doesn't hold to the troubadour code of mystique <laughs> like that's where it all comes to uh the mystique yeah like that's where it all comes to a head is like 
He's like, well, I run a Kinko's. You just lost all the support. Yeah. <laughs> Rory, then, I think saves the day for this this troubadour guy. Um, basically, Rory's been trying to talk to Dean the whole episode. It hasn't gone well. Uh, she hasn't found him. She, I don't think, is sure what she would say if she did. Because she had trouble expressing herself the first time which is kind of where we are but man she just like gets up and just like word vomit and I can in a lot of ways like I am re-watching this show as like a different person in that I'm an adult and I see the red flags and there are like different characters that I like and that I don't like and different Mm -hmm. takes on things but the relatability to Rory has not changed for me in the rewatch I I get that. Like, I will be stoic, 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 and then it'll all just kind of (laughs) explode. And she goes on about the power of music, and you could write a song, and you could express yourself if you didn't know what to say, and uh, basically wishing she could be a troubadour so she could tell Dean how how she feels. And Dean's Mm -hmm. there, weirdly. I'm not sure why. With his sister, who she freaked out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that was, I don't know, I, I could relate to that a little bit. And I, I think I feel like I'm more expressive than I am, but I don't know. I, as a one, I think I have big feelings, but I like, don't want to share them. Um, sure. Like even with myself sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. Is this a, is this a one thing or is this like, a just- I think it's a one thing. And I, I recall a time in the last month when you've had to say this to me uh when my daughter was having a tough tough transition to her new school (laughs) and she was having a lot of big feelings about it and just having a lot of like uh anxiety about going to a new elementary school because we just moved and um and having trouble like fitting in there or whatever and and you know Lindsay, my unofficial counselor um looked at me and said like well has she ever seen you like struggle through big feelings or like hard things um and we were working together at the time. Um, and and then you said, you know, because I've n- I don't know that I've seen you be scared um, or be like in that kind of a setting. And I was like, oh, shoot, like, no, that might be right. Like, I might not actually show that part. Um, so I think it's a, it's probably a one thing. Well, I got in there because Keely and I have a bond that I don't I don't know ha- where it came from. <laughs> But it's, it's like there. a couple meetings and she's and like, I love Lynch. She's like That's it. all in. And I'm like, sure, I'm in. Yep. We have things in common. Let's let's go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely get that. And I have that same like, I don't say something, don't say something, don't say something. And then it will explode. Mm-hmm. I think that might be the that's the that might be the temptation or downfall of the one is this mm-hmm. idea that like, no, there's still things I have to get done. So like feelings aside. Yeah. I think for me, I think for me, it is that it's like someone has to keep trucking. Like there have mm-hmm. been scenarios where that is the case more often than like in like a crisis mode or anything like that. I think for me, it there's like two parts to it. I think I don't feel anything halfway, so I either don't care about something at all, or it is like in my bones, like big big feelings. So if I have them and I express them. And then that goes badly. It's very painful. Mm-hmm. And also afraid of being overwhelmed by them. 
because life has to go on. And also we're kind of the ones that take care of stuff a lot of times. And like, so if I'm overwhelmed by them, is someone else going to help things keep, keep moving? I don't know. Maybe. And then secondly, I don't want to be wrong. (laughs) Amen. Like if I say I love you and it doesn't work or like, you know, I invest or say something uh, vulnerable to someone and uh, they don't reciprocate or care back, then it feels like, okay, that was a social misstep, which can still feel like a, like a wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I go back into my hole and put those feelings and in a little overanalyze box. it oh it's so bad it's for so long after oh so bad the time I could save the brain power I would save if I just could be done with the situation when it was over but yep. yeah so I related to Rory's like difficulty just kind of this whole season figuring out how and where to express and you know, sometimes you have the words and sometimes you don't. And sometimes they're just like too big. And, but I think she did it in kind of a funny way. It's, I think it worked out. Um, but then Luke gets out of this, this town hall and, uh, Rachel is packing up and, you know, telling him, she's basically telling him what we all know. Right. Which, is kind of weird she's saying hey it's not me it's you're you're into Lorelai she's got some self-respect and she knows like hey this is not gonna work and um you know it's trying to push that um so that he can see what's going on and she says you know don't wait too long at some point just to kind of try to get to the get to the end of this episode here yeah um Luke is at Lorelai's tell her about Mm -hmm. the breakup he's fresh and i feel like he goes there because he's gonna not wait right because that's the line from rachel is don't wait too long to tell her Mm -hmm. and then like you know we have a one scene away and then then you're at lorelei's house and Mm -hmm. luke shows up while she's while she thinks it's max coming for the date and so i like you kind of think like oh he's not gonna wait he's gonna pick up his toolbox and he's gonna tell her and then max shows up and so they have this like that (laughs) awkward cringy exchange i man (laughs) oh yeah super some kind of like play for power i love that like luke's whole premise is he's the guy with the coffee he's the guy and he's like and i will be there (laughs) and i'll just always be there with the coffee here doesn't matter what time you get back from your date because i'll see her tomorrow i have the coffee and then max is like it could be later yeah being all like you know yep and then he leaves his response to this like fighting that happens right. between him and Lorelai afterwards is we should get married. Right. They get in this huge fight. She ends up telling mm-hmm. him that she slept with Christopher while they were not together. They're just like yelling at each other. And then he's like, I think we should get married. It's just the most awful and awkward timing. It feels like a non sequitur to me. Like, how does that lead to this? Right. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And uh, and it doesn't make any sense to Lorelai either. I mean, that's that's where she goes off and says yeah. like, no, it's not. You know, it's not supposed to be like this. It's supposed to be something more. Yeah. And she has her whole list of right. You know, what she wants in a proposal. I which would be different than me. It's not a thousand yellow daisies. Yellow daisies, right? <laughs> but you know, yeah. to each their own. Yeah, it's um, a little extra. Um... It is extra. There's a horse and music and candles and flowers and. 
all of a big buildup, right? Yeah. All of the things. I don't know. To me, it felt kind of weird because I never fully feel like Lorelai is all in with Max. Like even when we're supposed to believe it, it felt mm -hmm. as if maybe you shouldn't propose to me like that because I don't want to just say no. Right. Like, yeah. Also, I want a better proposal, but like, like it's a way to push it off. It's kind of a way to push it off. I think that he, in a lot of the senses, seems like such a great guy that it's like, why shouldn't this work? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't feel right or seem right or it he's, isn't. He's good on paper. Yeah. 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 It's like the, there's a Taylor Swift song about that, but, you know. Um, but, yeah, so a lot of aggressive, possessive guys in this episode. Yep. We're back at school. Um, I think it might have been an earlier scene, but I do need to have one nod to when Paris is so mad and she's power flexing because she thinks Rory's with Tristan and like mm -hmm. they turn to leave and basically say your next year is going to suck because we're in charge. Yeah. And the camera blocking on the stairs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they, is they stack on the stairs. Like. Yep. reliving it every time I have to whatever I'm doing when that episode is on I have to watch that because it's it's just like mean girl magic oh yeah it's <laughs> have a nice summer yep. and then they just all turn and leave yep they're gonna take her down collectively it's perfect it's yep so good but then he's you know like you said Tristan is just getting throwing a little fit because mm -hmm. Rory won't go to this concert with him he doesn't even know who the who the artist is Right. Is wrong? He has no idea. Wrong. Yeah. He says. Wrong gender. I don't even know who this guy is. And she said, PJ Harvey's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Takes her books. They're fighting. And then Dean shows up. And then Dean shows up. So they get into this fight where she's excited that he's there, but he sees her with Tristan and he thinks, I'm stupid. I thought maybe this was all leading somewhere. And she's still nervous. Not sure she's going to say anything um and then you know i love you you idiot comes out and then the thousand yellow daisies show up michelle is refusing delivery even though they're already in there he <laughs> yes. is the guy in charge of floral deliveries yes <laughs> proudly declaring it yeah he didn't order these and she goes in and it is for for me it's even a lot like that's uh, sure I like flowers just fine, but that would be crazy. But when she gets in there, like the, the like visual of it is just. It is really cool. It I actually, really cool. the logistics side of me was like, oh, that's way more than night, a thousand. Nightmare. Oh yeah. Probably. Yeah. But I, and so I did look it up. Um, and at one point they did a, an interview and, um, they were saying that they put a thousand on the set and it just didn't even make a dent in mm. the room. And so they kept having go to go back for more and more to like get the effect of like yeah, oh my gosh this is overwhelming full of. yeah yeah but it is it is this like overwhelming and she just sits down in the middle of them and I mean it is that like it is that over the top romantic gesture mm -hmm. you know somebody's doing this like above and beyond thing for you yeah, yeah. did you think it, it was weird that he was not there though yeah I mean he just showed up. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that I mean, was if it's odd. a proposal, I don't think it ends with a phone call. I thought that was weird, too. Where she calls him. Like, he wasn't even trying to be there. I mean, he was That's at home. That's true. That's true. 
it's not even like she just, you know, caught him. So, yeah, that was that was odd to me. But she's I think she's just really excited by the idea that someone loved her enough to make a make a big fuss, really, like, yeah. you know, do what she asked for, basically, and which was extreme. Right. Um, but, but to hear her to and hear to do her, that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then they both had these awesome moments um and it's a little longer than you want it to be but this oh the run toward each other run toward each other it's just a little bit longer than i feel like it should have been but if they reshot that today it would be less it'd be less it would be but the run was still cute so Uh lorelei and rory have had these epic days and have not seen each other and it's not the days of iphones so they haven't talked about it and they're just running towards each other it's a little awkwardly long but then when they mm-hmm. get to each other, they're just so excited to just share and like, you know, share what they're excited about with each other. And I just thought it was a very cute way to end things. But um, yeah, I think right before that, it does leave um, a little bit of like a an uncommunicated piece when she's in um, Luke's mm-hmm. diner mm-hmm. and and he's asking what the news is and she won't tell him. Yeah. And so she's not, you know, she doesn't tell him. And then she gives him one of the daisies and says, everybody in the town gets one of these today because she has a thousand of them. And yeah. she also doesn't want the responsibility of caring for them. See? Well, that would same. be impossible. Where do I see myself in this story? I'd hand away all of the flowers. <laughs> all 1,000 yellow daisies. That was a fantastic segue. Get gifted. <laughs> But, you know, so because this is the end of the season, so it's got a cliffhanger in yeah. some way, right? It has yeah. to it has to end, you know, with you wanting to know, like, well, does she say yes to Max? Mm-hmm. We don't, you know, she's, you really don't know. Mm-hmm. She's excited about it, mm-hmm. but, you know, you don't know. Right. Yeah. And you, you leave the season without Luke saying yeah. how he feels. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot left undone and unsaid, which makes you come back for mm-hmm. the next one. Yeah. Ugh. So good. I think I said that at the end of every episode. I was was editing one today, and I I say, oh, so good. <laughs> I you know, there's there's even some like people that are you know in the show uh, regularly, like that we don't you don't see in here who are like like I love all of the episodes that have um, Richard and Emily in them. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. They're not in this. At there's all. just great exchanges. I'm like, dang it. We didn't even get to talk about them at all. Oh yeah. They're in, they're in some other ones. So we didn't, we didn't skip them entirely, oh, good. but, uh, good. Yeah, there's but a lot some of, of those exchanges are so good. Um, were there any yeah. quotes in this episode? I didn't feel like this one was as quotable. I mean, I feel like the, like if you could have said to me, like, what is, you know, what's the, the line when Rory and Dean get back together, I probably even before rewatching it could have told you it was, I love you, you idiot. Yeah. That was, um, that's probably the quote of the episode. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that there's many other ones. There weren't a lot. I was surprised though, when we were, you know, when I was doing these episodes, how many are in season one that are like the ones that super yeah. fans quote all the time. She started off so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, yeah, I, I think I love you, you idiot is probably the best one on this scene. I watched back through this, you know, a couple of times to to get ready for this. And the first time I just watched it regular or whatever, but you know, the the pace of conversation in Gilmore Girls is already at a good clip. It <laughs> um, is. in terms yeah. of speed. 
but uh, turn it on one and a half speed. Oh my gosh, on Netflix. how would you even? Uh, I did. And I was like, this is almost, you almost can't. <laughs> you almost can't. Um, they had like vocal. Okay. This is how I was a super nerd. Okay. I also fine. watched it when I was like 10 and 11. So I had time mm-hmm. on my hands. Like, uh, but they had like a vocal coach on set that would like be running lines with people to help them like pick up their, their like diction and like their speed mm-hmm. and like they said the script was like twice as long as a normal yeah. script because of how much was just in there. I mean, look, we just literally walked through it and like that. I mean, there's so much content so much and they go through it so quickly. And that's, that is one of the things I love about the show and like the pace of, um, and then also, you know, similarly, uh, marvelous Mrs. Maisel oh, is the it. same like pace of, yeah. is just, like that, I don't know that that clip to it. There's mm-hmm. like that is like a comfort mm-hmm. watching this show like or watching that show back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so fast and it's yep. yeah, I I love it. It's it's so well written. It's so resonant. I think because there are so many different characters, um, and there's a lot of you know different age ranges. We've got the grandparents throughout the show. Mm-hmm. We've got Rory who's in high school and then her mom who is you know an adult trying to figure things out and the townspeople who are in different stages of reality <laughs> um yeah so i just i think it's i think it holds up pretty well there are some things there's a couple like comments maybe here and there where i'm like mm, you wouldn't say that now right but, if um, this was written now that that would be yeah. a little bit different but there really aren't a ton i mean it for the most part, I yeah. think you're right. I think it holds up. For being like 22 years old. I didn't do that math <laughs> until it's, right now. It's a little nuts. It makes me uh, feel. This makes us old. Makes us old for sure. Uh, but no, I, I kind of feel like, and I've talked about this on one of the other episodes, but again, I don't remember what I've, what I've kept. So I'll just repeat myself and we'll see what yeah. makes it in. Um, <laughs> but like. You know, being 10 years old, it was, I feel like I kind of was raised on it. Yeah. Um, so the fast sure. talking and it was one of those shows you talked about, you know, Josh is fine with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother and I, like he was four years younger than me and the show ran for like seven or eight years. Uh, and there wasn't a lot of stuff that we agreed on, but he liked Gilmore Girls. Like we, mm-hmm. we would watch it. He thought it was funny. Um he thought they, he would tell me he thought they were pretty and that they were funny. And, yep. um, so we could, we could get along on that. And obviously characters yeah. like Kirk and oh, yeah. some of those that really There's come into their ones. own later, uh, are just fantastic. So, yeah, I, I, my daughter Keely, i I tell people, well, my husband, he just doesn't, he's never liked coffee. It's just not his thing. And so, um, and he also doesn't like to read, uh, books. He reads a ton of internet content in terms of like, articles and things like that but he just like doesn't sit down and read a book and so i've always told people like i'm trying to i'm trying to basically create a tiny person uh in my daughter who likes to read books and will eventually like go to coffee shops with me um and it feels very like lorelei rory right like that's what i want you're i want yeah yes i want keely to want to go somewhere with me with a book and a cup of coffee and hang out um feel like you're on your way i think we're gonna get there you're gonna be fine in fact, like she's, we're, we're pretty much there. I mean, she's yeah. totally cool if I say like, hey, grab a book 
and we're going to go down to Happy Bean. Um, you know, we'll go grab coffees or she gets a chocolate milk. I'm not, you know, crazy. She's right. eight. Um, not caffeinating an eight-year-old. No, I'm not caffeinating my eight-year-old, but uh, she gets a chocolate milk or a hot chocolate. And yeah, we're, we're just, we're just starting down that path. So, you know, there is, I don't know, there's something that I love about like, just the like vulnerability and openness of their relationship that, you know, is fun, probably in some ways unhealthy at times. Um, but there is, you know, just, I do like it. Like, I just yeah. like, like, Hey, they talk about things. They do right. life together, right? you know, those kinds yeah. of things. So there's definite transparency, which I think, uh, was, was something that I felt like I had with my mom when I was Rory's age, for sure, uh, that I know a lot of kids my age didn't have. And so to see that it was like, okay to talk to your mom about stuff kind of mm -hmm. felt a little normalizing when a lot of other kids in my age group were just, you know, I don't know, sneaking When on. you're supposed to like revolt you're against your mom. You're supposed to hate husband. your family or something. Yeah. There's like a phase where you're supposed to, and I, I you know, I've said this every teenager goes through even if it's like five minutes of just sass and the parents want <laughs> to just give up and like walk away um so you know there were those five minutes but uh but yeah no it's definitely one of those shows that makes you think about those kind of like mother-daughter relationships and just really relationships in general um mm -hmm. and it just has a warmth to it I think so yeah I like what you said about like this like it feels like fall to you I also will always think about Gilmore Girls the first time it snows every year um there's there's just no way to get through the first snow of the year and not think about Lorelai walking outside and saying it smells like snow like it smells yeah. like yeah. winter you know mm -hmm. um and every time I'll think about it and there are things like that with this show mm -hmm. that like are like relatable to like yes. things that you will experience over and over again in life. Mm -hmm. I feel like you and I have also had the conversation about the pancake. Um, the, the line, I don't know what episode it's in, but the line that Rory says about like the first pancake you always make is no good. Oh, I didn't even know I got that from that. That's how, oh. that's how in it's definitely a Gilmore girl. Rory. Yep. I don't remember what episode it is. I do know they're walking outside somewhere, <laughs> but she talks about that idea. Like when you're making pancakes, the first one's always bad. The first, you know, First one you put down and then, you know, they're better after that. And, but it's like those kinds of things that like are just incredibly yeah. Yeah. like normal, relatable. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Just this like messiness of life, mm -hmm. but also like the fun and quirky parts of life too. It's just, it's a, it's a feel good kind of show, even with like, I feel like the drama level is like high enough that it's intriguing, mm -hmm. but it's comedic enough that I don't feel like it doesn't get me anxious Yeah, <laughs> about what's yeah. happening. And I think I think shows that do both well are mm -hmm. more realistic, in my opinion. Yeah, I I think uh, movies or TV shows because life is both. Um, it, mm -hmm. and most of the time, like it's both at the same time because we're all human and we're all uncomfortable with like those big moments and those hard feelings. So we crack jokes and we do awkward things and we, you know, avoid things and are weird. Um. <laughs> but yep. yeah, I think, I think that it, it does both really well and integrates them pretty well as Lorelai will make a, a pretty comedic comment in the middle of a very serious discussion right? always and forever, um, which is me sometimes. 
<laughs> just break up the tension with I, I don't even know some I'm doing un it sometimes. unneeded unrelated comment I think it's just yeah I think one thing I do relate to is just the the snarky sarcastic just like quippiness of Lorelai like and people who aren't used to me uh don't know how to take it or get confused and then the conversation just derails because <laughs> now I have to explain what that like two word comment was but it's fine it's it's all good but yeah is there anything else that you want to share about Gilmore Girls I I so appreciate you doing this with me it's just super fun um we'll definitely have to do another episode together somewhere yeah, down the this road is a blast if you end up doing other seasons my goodness I'm in uh this so is I there's there's a short list of shows that I've watched all the way through I'm just not like a like watch you know nothing's very few have like captivated me to be like oh i'm gonna watch every episode of that show so there's probably like five or six shows and this is one of them um so yeah i when you said gilmore girls i'm like yeah i'm in for sure so yeah, yeah thank you this has been fun well thank you so much again um and i'm sure i'll talk to you soon cool, cool. Thank you guys so much for joining me for episode five and the last episode of our Gilmore Girls series. I hope this show brings a little bit of joy to your day and maybe helps you think about things in a different way. If you are like me or Rory and sometimes struggle to express what you're thinking or feeling, I would encourage you maybe to spend some time getting reacquainted with those thoughts and feelings over the next week. And just to give yourself the space to think or feel whatever comes up. And as always, having grace for yourself and those around you on this journey. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.